Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 208 Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom. Welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux and I am the Mortgage Mom and it is Wednesday. It is 1 p.m. and we are going live as usual. So I do want to remind everybody that this is a real estate and mortgage show and we go live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. And we take this sound and we then send it to radio which is the show that you're listening to if you're listening on Saturday or Sunday on your favorite station. If you want to be part of the show, you want to be able to interact, you want to be able to ask your questions, the best thing that you can do is text the word MOM to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Text the word mom to that number and you will get one text message a week right when we go live so that you can click on the link and you can join in. I am working really hard to be able to get us streaming here on TikTok very soon, but we are currently streaming at the moment on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. So very, very soon we will also be streaming live on TikTok. If that is your favorite uh social media platform make sure that you guys uh, sign up and then you do follow us and we are mortgage underscore mom underscore radio so best place uh, for you guys to find short quick tips that we do put out every single week I want to remind everybody that this is an interactive show I want you guys to ask your questions today we're doing nothing but the truth I want you to ask me hard questions ask me about the economy should you buy should you wait should you sell Uh, what do I think about home equity lines of credit what are some of the scams or what are some of the videos or some of the things that you guys have been watching and hearing that you want to know is it real does it would that work is that something that you should follow that advice the one thing that i've been doing uh because we have just really entered this whole TikTok world is i've been finding myself in the TikTok conundrum of scrolling aimlessly for hours and of course with my show being a mortgage show and real estate show i get a lot of uh, videos that come up in the for you that are people that are talking about getting equity lines of credit paying your mortgage down faster, buying investment properties, uh, fixing them up and then turning out, turning them around, cashing them out, keeping them as a rental, using the cash to go and buy another one. And so there's a lot that's going on out there that's, uh, you know, being fed to you, the consumer. It may not be your expertise. It may not be something that you know well about. And if you want to ask me, what do I think? This is the show to ask. So once again, it's interactive. Put your comments in the feed. If you're here, if you're watching the show, let me know that you're here and that you're on. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm giving everybody everything that they need. So 
I can see that my dad did jump on. Thank you so much, Dad. You are one of my biggest fans. I love that. Uh, Carrie jumps on. She says, hi, Debbie. Looking good. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate it. I had a very long night. I didn't sleep well. I was very restless, so I'm tired today. I don't usually get nervous when I do these shows. I've been doing them for so long now. Um, I really have no problem speaking in public. I could talk in front of a whole coliseum of people and it wouldn't bother me. And today I'm shaky. I feel nervous and I think it's just uh, being a little bit tired. So uh, bear with me. And, you know, if I if I make a mistake or I stutter, understand that I'm only on a couple of hours of sleep. Anyway, uh, one more time. I want to make sure you guys know it's interactive. Jump in. Ask me your questions. I want to get into the really hard stuff today. It's going to be all things real estate and mortgage I want you to ask the questions and then I'm going to answer those for you um, I want to remind everybody that you guys can call our office you can get yourself an appointment you can talk with one of the girls here on the team we are more than welcome to help anybody that calls us even if it is not something that we can do for you we will get you pointed in the right direction so whatever that question might be if you're a little bit hesitant you're a little scared you know to put that question in the feed it's a little embarrassing for you please realize you guys can call the office you can talk with one of us you can go to the website you can book yourself an appointment and we are answering the phones seven days a week if you call after hours or you call on the weekend and you know maybe one of the girls is on the phone and couldn't get to it in time don't be shy to book an appointment because you will get an appointment for that same day and we will call you back so go to the website mortgagemomradio.com book the appointment right there it's a phone consultation it's very easy we're going to give you the information that you need we are not stalkers we aren't going to continue to hound you or bother you we're going to give you the consultation and again if we can help you that's what we want to do if we can't help you then we're going to point you in the right direction to get you there so please look at us as a resource to help you get to your goals so with that we're going to get into um, all of the hard questions today I'm going to take a super fast break while we're at break please if you have questions start typing those into the feed and when we get back from break I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start reading those out loud and answering those questions stay tuned we'll be right back hi this is Carrie Young with Mortgage Mom Radio do you dream of moving to another state but don't know where to begin let us help my team and I are licensed in multiple states. We can prepare you to buy before you make the big move. We also have numerous referral sources. Having recently made a big move myself, let us help you prepare to make your dreams a reality. Give us a call. That number is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or visit our website. That's MortgageMomRadio.com. Hi, this is Debbie Marku, host of the Mortgage Mom Radio Show. I don't know if you've heard about it, but rents are skyrocketing. Do you rent right now? Are you a tenant? Well, chances are, if you haven't felt that pinch yet, it's coming. Think about when your contract is up and start thinking about what your landlord might do. You may even want to call your landlord to find out if they plan to increase your rents. It is happening all over the nation, and the last statistics show that we can see a 15% increase from 2021 to 2022. Give us a call. Let's stop the bleeding. 
Let's get you into a home. Let's lock in a monthly payment that will never change. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux, and today we are talking nothing but the truth. That is what I'm calling this show. It's all about questions and answers, and I'm going to answer them all. Whether it's something that you want to hear or you don't want to hear, please ask. I want to be honest with you all. I want to make sure that we're giving you the truthful information about what is happening in the real estate and mortgage environment. Uh, I did have Espolen Locos. I hope I said that right this time. Uh, and he says, hi, Debbie. Great show as always. You're gorgeous as ever. And thank you so much. I do appreciate that. Um, it definitely makes you always feel good for somebody to say you're looking good. Um, it looks like um, Mary jumps on. That is actually Actually, my mom, she says, hi. So thanks, mom, for jumping in and joining us as well. Happy to help have you on here. And uh, so again, if you guys have questions, put those into the feed. Nobody has actually asked a question yet. And I don't know if you're just not sure what to ask or if you guys are all a little bit embarrassed to ask. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to jump into some of the hard questions, some of the things that I've been seeing going on. And hopefully that will help you guys maybe uh, to kind of step in and start to ask a little bit more of the difficult things that you know you might you might want to ask um it looks like uh, Red Muffs actually jumps in. He says, hello there. Uh, Chief says, should my mom buy me my first home and I rent it from her with where the house prices are right now? So th that's actually a, a very good question. And we've covered that in recent shows. I actually talked about that a little bit, I believe, last week in the show where I said that, you know, purchasing a home today, that the question was, uh, you know, will Gen Z's even be able to afford a home? Will they be able to buy a property someday? And my answer was that if, you know, if parents today have children that are, you know, just born all the way up to, you know, 15, 16 years old, and, you know, you're thinking about, will they be able to buy in 10 years when they're getting ready to start a family? Or how am I going to pay for college? You know, buying real estate is always great. I do want to make sure that you all know that there's never really a bad time to buy. There is just a bad time to sell. And we're going to get into that today. You want to make sure right now in today's environment, you know, we're talking about interest rates are up. Property values have started to slip a little bit, uh, which is actually a benefit. So we're going to talk about that as well. But property values have come down a bit. Uh, sellers are getting a little bit more aggressive in, you know, being willing to negotiate, help with closing costs. So again, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, but if you can get into a property right now, 
even if property values do come down a bit, a bit further, and let's say what you bought it for, it's no longer worth that number. And that's the biggest fear I think that most people have. Real estate is a long haul, okay? I want you guys to hear that. It is a long haul. So if you plan to hold on to that property for five years, 10 years, 15 years, this is your forever home, then it doesn't matter when you buy. It is important that you are getting into something that is affordable, that you are budgeting for the payment. You know that it is something that you can't afford, but you can always refinance that loan later to get yourself into a better monthly payment and interest interest rate should interest rates then start to come back down at a later date. Um, one of the things to keep in mind is that right now where things are a little bit slower, it seems like buyers have backed off a little bit because things are less affordable than what they were, being that the interest rates are higher. There's a lot less actually, you know, as far as sellers go, why would they uh, want to sell their home if they have an interest rate of 3% to go buy something at 7%? So why would they sell? So there's a lot of people that are staying put that in natural turnover and timing might be ready to go and buy something else. So we're seeing the activity definitely coming down, which is helping those uh, buyers be able to get an offer accepted. So think back to 2020 to 2021 when there were multiple offers and things were going crazy and you know you were bidding against 40 other people for that one house it made it very difficult for the low down payment borrower to get an offer accepted most people to get their offer accepted had large down payments really high credit scores we weren't talking fha loans we weren't talking conventional loans we weren't talking usda we were talking uh you know, convent, I'm sorry, we weren't talking VA, FHA, or USDA. We were talking conventional loans. So a conventional loan with a large down payment, very good chance of an all cash buyer. They were the ones that were eating up the real estate during 2020 and 2021. Right now, because it's taking longer for a seller to sell, they're going to be more open to looking at an offer that might come through the door with 3% down, 3.5% down, 5% down, it's going to give you that buyer that doesn't have that huge down payment the opportunity to be able to get in not only that but it's great pricing right now because you can negotiate to get some closing costs paid which can be very helpful when you're trying to get that down payment put together and get into that home you might even be able to get that seller to help you buy your interest rate down to make that payment more affordable so is there a good time to buy you should always think about buying. Is there a good time, you know, to sell? Yes. You need to make sure if you're selling that you're doing it, you know, at the best timing as far as the market goes. So I did want to just kind of throw that out there. I wanted to start with that to kind of get you guys going. It looks like uh, questions are starting to come in through the feed now. So I'm going to go ahead and have Mikey slide up on the screen so that I can read everything uh, to you guys. And we're going to keep this thing rolling. So uh, Red Muffs did ask, if someone is just so broke that getting a home isn't on the radar, how does one go about working towards that? Do you do debt consolidation? 
What is your advice or what can your company do? So, you know, that's a great question. Uh, what's hard about that question and what I can't really answer straightforward for you is that's a very open-ended question. So do they make good money, but they are high in debt? Do they not make very good money? Do they uh, did, Are they just getting started in their career and next year and the year after and the year after that, they're going to see raises coming? You know, it's, it's kind of hard for me to answer what would be, you know, the information that I would provide or the education that I would give for your question. I, I like it. I see where you're going. Um, definitely when you have, if you have a lot of debt, debt consolidation can be very good. Uh, I don't recommend going to one of those uh, debt consolidation companies where they stop making the payments on the debt so that they can negotiate with the, the credit card company or the creditor to try to bring the interest rate down and to try to bring down, uh, negotiate, you know, your $10,000 balance to $5,000. I don't recommend those. Those are usually called consumer credit counseling. There's many different names and companies that do them. I don't recommend those if you don't have to go that direction because many times when they stop making the payments on those credit cards to try to get the credit card company's attention, to get them willing to negotiate with you to bring the interest rate down or stop charging interest and also drop that balance that you owe, it's also going to affect your credit. You're going to have late payments on your credit. That's going to drop your credit score. And that just turns you into a whole nother big ball of wax. So I would suggest if you can get a personal loan to do the debt consolidation, if that is an opportunity. So debt con consolidation is something that is definitely worthwhile and something that everybody should be looking into. One person actually reached out today and spoke with Heather on our team. And she was talking about needing to get an equity line of credit or do a home refinance and she's not sure which one is best yet but she's got these credit cards and when Heather asked her well what are the interest rate what is the interest rate on that credit card you're talking about the lady said well it's 14 percent I think and then we got the credit card statement and the interest rate was actually 27 percent so I do want to make sure that everybody heard that and that your ears perked up remember you guys three years four years five years ago the credit cards were at 14, 15, 19, 21%. Now the prime rate is going up, and I know I've said it numerous times on this show that every single time they raise the prime rate, the credit cards are directly tied to that. So as the interest rates are climbing with the prime rate, the interest rates are climbing with those credit cards. So if you have not checked in on what that interest rate is that you are paying right now on your credit card, I would highly suggest that you do because it's really important for you to know what are you paying in interest per month. I have a lot of clients that will call and they are just absolutely adamant that they want an equity line of credit. They don't want to touch their current mortgage for their, you know, they've got this fantastic interest rate that they locked in a couple years back. Back. And they just don't want to touch that, but they need to get their debts paid off. And they don't realize that they owe two hundred thousand on one loan, a hundred thousand on another. They need a hundred. You know, uh, they're going to need. When we look at a hundred thousand dollars at twenty seven percent, and we look at your interest rate on your first at three percent, that blended interest rate could be somewhere in the 12, 13, 14 percent mark. A first mortgage refinance at six and a half or seven percent is a far better interest rate over 
everything blended, put together. So, you know, just let that resonate a little bit. It's about you guys getting the education from me, going back and looking at your debts, figuring out what are you paying in interest and then reaching out to us and talking to us about your options. So how do you guys reach out to us? You call our office, you go to the website, you book a phone consultation, uh, you send me an email, you hit the contact us button on the website. However it is easiest for you to contact us, do it. Pick up the phone, book the call, talk to us. I promise we don't bite. We're gonna help you, we're gonna show you the numbers, and at the end of the day, it is your choice if you decide to move forward. So the number at the office is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. The website is mortgagemomradio.com. Do not forget the radio or you're not going to the right website. So mortgagemomradio.com. And you can click phone appointment. You can book it right there. You can hit the contact us. It's going to send me, Debbie, an email. You're going to get a response from me. So we are here to help in any way that we can. I hope that that is what you're hearing. So um, let's scroll up just a little bit, Manny or Mikey, because we're getting a little uh, past all the questions I had uh, left off. Keep going back up. I'd left off with uh, red muffs. And so uh, Piper B jumps on and says, if I buy a condo now and live in it for a few years, can I then rent it and buy another home or do I need to sell it first? So that is a fantastic question. And that is actually something that I typically would promote. I tell everybody that my, and I wish that I would actually stick to my own advice. I talked to my mom today on the phone and we were talking about strategies, you know, and um, what should we be doing right now, real estate and mortgage, and what should we be buying and where, where should we be moving money around? around because at the end of the day your real estate portfolio is helping you to become diversified you know you've got your money in your stocks you might have your money in your cryptos you might have your money in treasuries or in bonds uh you you know you're you own a home right or you need to own a home so you always need to diversify and kind of figure out where you want to put things and right now me personally with where we're at you know with the economy and you know i feel that something tangible like real estate is very important because it's it's an actual tangible asset so that's just my opinion on that. But we were talking today. And I said, you know, it's so easy for me to tell people what to do, but it's so hard for me to follow my own advice. And I think that that's just human nature. And so I'm, I'm trying very, very hard to step out of the box, put my own um, heart and head off to the side and to start to follow my own advice with what do I recommend and what do I promote? And one of the things that I've promoted and I've done it for years, you guys can listen to my podcast. You can go back to the very beginning five years ago when the first podcast jumped up on uh, iTunes. And you guys can hear me talk about how the best way to build your real estate portfolio is to buy something small. Start with a condominium. If that is all that you can afford, that is okay. Get yourself a one bedroom. Get yourself a two bedroom if that's what you need because you have a baby or a baby on the way or you've got two kids and you can bunk bed them into the second bedroom. But if you can get into a one bedroom, get into a one bedroom, start there. Put the minimum down that you can put down on the property to get into it. Save your money, live there for a year or two, and then go and buy another one. 
hold on to that property and rent it out. And I know when you guys hear me say that, it's scary because you're thinking, I don't know, you know, that's a big payment. Am I going to be able to cover the rent? So I want, again, to recommend to everybody to start researching. I know that we all know what Zillow is and Redfin and Realtor.com. Start researching what are rentals in my area costing right now. If you have been living in a rental and you have been there for years and you've got a fantastic landlord who doesn't raise your rent and you're at well below rent values, you may not realize what is happening in the rental world right now. Rents are skyrocketing and they are going to continue to do that and that's across the nation. That's not just here where I sit in California or where Carrie's at in Tennessee or where Cindy's at in Idaho or where Heidi's at in Arizona. It is everywhere. You know, rents across the nation are skyrocketing. And even in a recession, if property values drop, rents will continue to go up. That's just what happens. So you could very easily or you should be very easily able to cover the rents on the little condo that you bought and that you lived in. And then you move and you go buy another one. Now the new one is a two bedroom or a three bedroom, but still smaller. And you get in primary residence, low down payment, better interest rate than an investment. You live there for a year or two. Then you save your money during that time and then you rent that one out and you go buy another. So great question, Piper. So happy that you popped in and asked that. I would absolutely promote that. I think it's very, very important for everybody to hold real estate. And I know, I know things are, you know, more expensive than they were. I know it's really hard to go out and get what you want. You feel like you've been outbid, outpriced. You can't get those, you know, the, you can't get those single family homes. You're going to have to look at townhomes. You're going to look, have to look at condos, but Hey, guess what? That might actually be the very best plan of action that you can take moving forward. So maybe think about if you're in an apartment today, would it really be that bad to go to a condo? So, you know, something that I would definitely recommend, recommend. I love it. Uh, so uh, my mom jumps on. She says, should I buy now with rates up and then plan to refinance at a lower rate later? And yes, I, I do agree with that. I think that that is an opportunity there. Many people have asked me, you know, what is going to happen with interest rates? I want to make sure that I'm letting you all know I do not have a crystal ball. Nobody knows exactly what is going to happen. There can be so many twists and turns that nobody ever expected that could come up that can change where the forecast is pointing to as of today but as of today right now October I believe we are on the 12th today um, as of today I believe that we are going to still see some more rate increases federal uh, not the Federal Reserve but the job reports came out just on Monday telling us that it was strong, that there wasn't a lot of unemployment, and for that reason gives the Federal Reserve their opportunity to say, well, the economy's holding strong, people still have jobs, they're making money, so we can definitely afford to continue to raise rates. So I do think that now here in November, when they have their next uh, meeting, might be October, November, I think it's November, um, when they have their next meeting, I think we will see a rate hike, a rate increase again. And I think there's a very good chance that we'll see it uh, in the first meeting as well in 2023. Now, from there, I think that we're going to hold steady and we're going to have interest rates wherever they may fall. That is going to be the new interest rate that we're going to see stay around 
for probably a solid 12 months. That that would be my guess. I think it's going to take that long before they feel that the inflation is starting to come down to a level that they can start to re-stimulate everything and drop those rates. Now, so to answer the question, uh, mom, yes, I, I do believe I think that was a great question. And um, she's in the business. I'm going to give you guys that for far, you know, obviously she's watching her daughter that's also in the business. So she knows what questions to ask for my listeners to hear. But that is something for you guys to be aware of. In a couple of years from now, my belief is that interest rates will come down. And I do think that when interest rates come down, I think that we're going to see a lot of refinancing start again to help people to lower the monthly payments that they got into these last couple of years. But I also think that we're going to see a massive stimulation in purchasing. It is going to create more people wanting to get out there and buy. And so you're going to be back to the multiple offers again, and you're going to be back to people trying to jump on, you know, the bandwagon of getting these lower interest rates while things are more affordable. So that brings me back to that first time buyer today. You should be looking at trying to get something because the people that are going to be able to eat everything up as things start to, you know, more demand are going to be the people that have all cash or have very large down payments. So, you know, keep that in mind as you're trying to figure out what you want to do. My, my best advice to you, though, is if you're buying a home today, the home that you are buying, you are planning on keeping. Doesn't mean you're staying in it, but you're keeping it. You're holding on to it for at least five years. If that is your goal and if that is what your plans you can see play out into the future, then you do not have to worry. If property values do come down further, they will go back up and they will go back higher than they had ever landed the time before. So as long as you can keep yourself in that home for at least five years, in my opinion, I feel that you won't be in a position where you're upside down or you're in any kind of trouble. But in the meantime, you've owned a home, you've taken the tax deduction, you nobody can kick you out, your payment hasn't gone up, you've locked in an interest rate, you've locked in your mortgage, so you're budgeting, and then you have the opportunity to always drop that mortgage payment later. So great question, mom. Thank you for helping your daughter. I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm very tired today. Um, all right. So uh, Carrie jumps in. She says, how many times can someone use their VA benefits? I have, if I have already, uh, if I already have a VA loan with a low rate, can I keep it and buy another home? And you know what? That's actually a great question, Carrie. And the answer is you can have multiple VA loans and a lot of people do not know that. You can. What depends is how much of your eligibility that you have actually utilized in the current loan that you have outstanding. So depending on where the home is located, the lending limit for that area and then how much of a loan and eligibility you have already utilized will determine if you can have two VA loans outstanding at one time. But many, many times we do see that to be an opportunity. So especially for maybe um, somebody who is active in the military that is in another state and they've bought a home and now they've got orders to move and they're moving to a new state and they'd like to go and buy a second property, there's a very good chance that you could hold that house that you have today put a renter in it that is okay with the VA, that is not against VA rules, which a lot of people believe that it is and it is not, um, but you could possibly hold on to that property for your portfolio 
and still be able to utilize that VA loan again with another property in another state with zero down. The only way to know whether you can or cannot do that is to reach out to us. We have to get uh, your certificate of eligibility and we need to do the math and let you know what number you could buy up to with zero down and then how high can you go with some sort of down payment if you have one. So great question. I absolutely love it, Carrie. So with that, I am going to take just a super fast break. And when we get back, we are going to keep going with all of these questions. I think these are great questions today. I want to make sure that I'm answering them all for you. If you have heard somebody tell you something, if you have heard you've watched something on a TikTok or a YouTube channel, somebody telling you that this is how you should do your investment, ask me, throw it in the feed, ask me. I am more than happy to give you my opinion and uh, explain how that might work, what they're trying to talk to you about. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Here we go. Home buyer education. You guys are looking at the very first screen that is in my PowerPoint presented by Mortgage Mom Radio. You've got my name. You've got my licensing. That's all very important because it is important to know that the person that you are working with is a licensed agent or a licensed loan officer in your area where you're looking. That is very, very important. I do recommend that you have somebody with state licensing for your state. So for example, I personally have 13 state licenses. I'm working on three more, so I should have about 16 state licenses by the end of this year. And many loan officers will only have one license for the state in which they work and they live. So you do wanna make sure that you are working with somebody who is licensed in your state. It is very important. Every state is a little bit different. The rules, everything that goes along with the financing can be slightly different from county to state to city. So that is very important. Now, the cool thing about Mortgage Mom Radio, since we are licensed or I am licensed in so many states, we can actually work with you no matter, not no matter what, but for a good amount of the nation, a good amount of the country, we can work with you. So we have many, uh, many clients who have called us and said, try to figure out where I want to go. I might want to be in Texas. I might want to be in Florida. Um, we can help him in both of those journeys, Tennessee, Georgia. If you guys want to have a list of every state that we can help you in, please feel free to reach out. I'd be more than happy to give that to you. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux, and today we're answering the tough questions, and I want you guys to keep coming at me with them. If you are listening by radio on Saturday or Sunday, you guys need to join into uh, the show by uh, watching us live, whether that's on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook. And very, very soon, I'm going to figure out how to also go live on TikTok. So wherever your favorite platform is, make sure that you guys follow us, subscribe, turn on notification bell, 
bells, whatever it is uh, for that platform that you are on to make sure that you guys know that we went live. If you would like a text message from my office, we will send you one text message a week and that is it. But it will have a link for you to be able to click on and join us live on YouTube. So how do you make sure you get the text? You text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Same phone number to call the office, guys. So it's really, really easy to remember. Uh, that is basically the best contact information you guys can have. MortgageMomRadio.com. Get those appointments scheduled. So let's keep going on these uh, questions of the day, which are great. So Piper earlier before the break had asked, should could she buy a condo and then live in it, rent it out and then go buy something else? So Piper actually jumped back in and asked another question. She says, or can I buy a home in a different state, the state I want to be in in the next years? And then can I rent it out until I am ready to move there? Do I have to live in it right after I buy it? So that is actually a great question, Piper. And I want to make sure that I explain this in a way that everybody can uh, make sense of it. So uh, if you are trying to buy, the question that you had asked uh, and then the question after that was, you know, how much trying to get into something. And I was talking about trying to expand your portfolio by small minimum down, right? So if you are trying to do a minimum down payment, you have to be able to live and occupy the property. So if your job is in Arizona and you're trying to buy a property in Utah, we can't do a minimum down payment on a house in Utah because you work in Arizona. You need to be able to get to, you know, your job. And so there's no way we can say that you're living in that home. Now, you can buy a home as a second home with as little as 10% down payment. Second homes, you are required to occupy them at least two weeks a year. So if you did want to do like an Airbnb, you know, because it is more of your vacation property and you wanted to do that during the time that you don't utilize it, that is absolutely acceptable. But you do have to occupy it for yourself a minimum of two weeks per year and it does require a larger down payment. Now, you can also buy the property as an investment property. So if you need rental income to help you offset the debt to qualify because you live in Arizona and you make rent payments in Arizona, then we then you would need a larger down payment and investment property down payments are going to start at 20% down. So again, we want to talk to you. We want to talk about what you're, you're trying to do, what are the goals, and then try to figure out where should you be looking. But absolutely out of state is great. You can always buy a second home that you could eventually later move yourself into if you're trying to get to a different uh, state than you're in today. So great, great question. Um, so Michelle jumps on. She says, is it better to buy at a higher price with lower interest rate or lower price at a higher interest rate? So that's a great question, Michelle. And I personally think that obviously if you can buy at a lower price with a higher interest rate, then you would be able to do a refinance later, bring down the interest rate. So you got the best of both worlds. You got the best pay, you got the best price and you got then later, you got the best interest rate. Now, many times there, it's hard to actually figure out the market, right? Uh, you, how do you time it? How do you know that you're buying at a lower price and that prices won't go lower? How do you know that you're getting in at a higher interest rate, but price rates don't 
actually go higher. So it is very, very difficult to time the market, even for somebody like me that's been in the business for 28 years. I might actually be at 29 right now because I've been saying that for quite some time. Uh, I have to go back and actually uh, count it out. <laughs> A little embarrassing. Um, but it's even hard for somebody like me to time the market. So the things that you want to think about when determining whether or not you should buy now. So let's talk about that. Who should be looking at buying a home today? Who should be thinking, I'm just going to sit tight. I'm not going to do this right now. So if you are busting at the seams, you do not have enough room. You have got to move. You need a bigger house. If you own a house today, you should be trying to figure out, can you rent the home out that you own, condo, townhome, whatever it is that you own, you should be figuring out, can you rent it out? Can you come up with a minimum down payment, three and a half, five percent down, and go buy something else that would be affordable for what it is that your family needs? If you don't own a home and you're renting today, and you are busting at the seams and you need to move because you need to find something bigger, I will bet almost anything that you are going to do some research on what rentals in your area cost for what it is that you need that is bigger than what you have today. And you're going to realize that you should really just own a home. So, you know, somebody that is busting at the seams that needs to move. Somebody that... Um, for whatever the particular reason is, needs to get in. They're renting right now, but their landlord has been increasing their rents each year or recently increased it, which means it's probably going to be increased again the following year. Uh, somebody that their lease is up and their landlord's already let them know that at the end of this lease, I'm just giving you the forewarning that I'm going to be selling the property, so you're going to have to find a new rental. If you are in a situation right now where you are looking around for wanting to move to a new rental, stop call us, find out what you can do. There are down payment assistance options that are there that we do offer that we can do for you. It is always best if you can come up with your own money when you do have at least three and a half to 5% down or 3% to 5% down of your own money, we will be able to get you a better interest rate and qualified for a higher sales price. But if you need down payment assistance, it's there. So before you throw away the opportunity to find out if buying a home is something that you could do right now. Call us first before you go sign a lease with another landlord. You know, just just find out, is it an option for you to be a homeowner today? So I hope that answered the question. I'm sorry, Michelle, if there's more, please put in it in the feed. Even if we go over the hour today, I'm going to keep answering the questions. I promise I won't leave until we're done. And if you guys are listening on Saturday or Sunday by radio and you can tell that the show wasn't over at the end, then I want to uh, tell you guys, go to YouTube, listen to the podcast go to Facebook, find your platform that you like to, you know, watch, stream, do whatever it is that you do. Um, but if you find Mortgage Mom Radio, you'll find the show and you can pick up where you left off from on air on radio. So I hope that that definitely helped. Uh, Heidi jumped in. She says, can you explain why the rate seems so much higher on a non-qualified mortgage if that is the only direction I can go? Should I still buy and why? So that's a great question, Heidi. And we do have a lot of people that are calling us that like that program. And I've talked about that over the last couple of weeks. We've had a fantastic program come out that is for a primary residence or a second home. It is a, you know, um, 
20% down minimum. There's a minimum of a 640 FICO score. If your credit score is 640, you're going to need more than 20% down. So guys, hear me on that. If you've got a great credit score, 740 credit score, 20% down payment, you're at a million dollar purchase price or less, you're going to be able to get in with 20% down without us having to actually verify your income. We have other, what she's calling non-qualified or non-QM, very much the same as what you guys might have heard of subprime uh, loans that are for investment investors, self-employed borrowers, bank statement loans, right? So these are all considered non-qualified or non-QM loans. These are not Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, USDA. These are not jumbo. These are not normal qualifying, you know, tax return, W-2, pay stubs, kind of loans. So do not expect to get the same kind of an interest rate that you would get on one of those loans. Should you still buy? That's a great question. It really depends on the person. If you don't own anything, you're getting kicked out of the place that you're at, the rents where you're going to go are super high, you talk to us about the mortgage options, you have the down payment available, the monthly payment would be very similar to what the new rent would be that you'd be getting yourself into, then why wouldn't you? At least you own a home, you have the tax deduction of the mortgage interest and the property taxes, and you can always refinance later. So one of those things that we want to talk about is how do we get you out of that non-QM loan? How do we get you into better financing. So we need to know more about you. How long, you know, have you been in business? You know, do, do you only have one year of self-employment behind you? And that's why you need to do this. But after, you know, you file your 2022 tax returns in just a couple of months, I mean, it, we're already in October, guys, uh, you'd be able to refinance, then you're a perfect candidate. We can get you in, you can secure the home, you can negotiate right now with the sellers that are hoping for offers. And then we can turn around and refinance that into you know, straightforward Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac kinds of loans to get your monthly payment reduced. So it does work out for some people very well. And for others, it doesn't. And each person is individual. And we do need to talk to them to determine if that's something that they should be considering. So great question. Thank you so much for bringing that up because we have had that a lot here lately. I do want to make sure that everybody hears me one more time on a, you know, not stated income. This is really a no ratio uh, for a primary residence, a second home. We have, you know, basically the no ratio uh, debt service loans for investors. We have bank statement loans for self-employed borrowers on those products you are going to need a bigger down payment you will typically need 20 percent down we do have some of the bank statement products that will do 10 percent down but i'm going to tell you the interest rates are not great they are quite a bit higher than a normal interest rate you're talking high nines low tens um, so definitely if you want to have a bigger down payment if you are going to consider one of those programs. So um, I hope that helps, but all right, Mikey, slide it on down uh, so that I can see the next question. So uh, let's see, Stevie P, I've never seen you uh, jump on before. Thank you so much for that. And oh my goodness, we just had some major, major thunder. Haven't heard that here in some time. How exciting. I don't know if you guys could all hear it through the uh, speakers, but that was pretty cool through my mic. All right. So Stevie P says, hello from Vegas. Always looking forward to all your videos and excellent content. Thank you for all gems and sharing your wealth of knowledge with us all. Uh, 
Stevie, thank you. I've actually never seen you jump on before and I'm so happy to hear from you. It really does make me feel good to know that I actually have people that are listening to me um, because I am trying so hard to make sure that I'm providing everybody with the education that they need. And like I said, the name of the show is, you know, let's let's tell it, let's give you the truth, right? Exactly how things stand. That's who I am. I'm a straight shooter and I want to make sure we're getting everybody headed in the right direction. Um, so thank you again. It looks like uh, Stevie did ask a question. Um, and I don't know if you're a girl or, or, or a boy, so I, I apologize. Um, but it says, when is a loan considered a jumbo loan? And what is the down payment interest on it? If so, I just heard it was anything above 500000 So that's actually, we can debunk that for you. So 500000 would not be a jumbo mortgage anywhere in the country if we're talking by loan size. There are many loan programs that we can put you on that would be a jumbo program even if you don't hit the conforming loan limits for the area that you're in. But since you mentioned the 500,000, I'm going to stick to what is jumbo and what is not based on loan amounts. So every single county across the nation has different loan limits. Those loan limits are based on the uh, cost to purchase a home in that area. So for example, Hawaii, Los Angeles, um, Orange County, uh, many places across the nation are what they consider high cost areas. Um, even in Baltimore, there's some pretty expensive stuff going on there. Every county has a different limit. But here in Los Angeles County, we have a standard loan limit that would be across the nation. So it doesn't matter where you live. If you are not a high cost area, as of today, October the 12th, 2022, our loan limit would be 647200 for a conventional loan. FHA is going to change based on your area as well, and they have completely different loan limits. So right now, to answer your question, I'm going to focus on conventional and jumbo. Now, here in Los Angeles County, we can actually take you up into the 900 range with a high-cost conventional, not jumbo product. But mo the entire country... Across the nation, even if you're not in a high cost area, your loan size is 647200 So Jumbo would be above that number. So I, I hope that that was the question I answered correctly for you. But if you have more of a question or I didn't go quite down the right path for you, please jump in and ask again. Not a problem. I'm going to keep going until I get you guys everything that you're looking for. Um, all right. So Mark Torres jumps on Mark. I've never seen your name. So thank you so much for joining. And guys, if you have joined before and I just don't remember, I'm sorry. Uh, I did say at the beginning of the show, I did not get a lot of sleep last night. So I'm, I'm not a hundred percent there. So I'm working really hard today. Um, so Mark says, is there such a thing as a physician loan? Is it similar to a VA loan? So there are some banks that do have physician loans. We had a physician loan that we used to offer that has since gone away. So I don't personally have a physician's loan currently that I can offer to somebody that's out there listening, you know, to the show um, or the program, whatever you guys want to call it. But uh, there are physician loans. They do exist. You do have to figure out where, who has them. And then they're all going to have different guidelines. They're all going to be completely different. Um, some of them are going to let you get into a jumbo mortgage with 10% down 
instead of needing the standard 20% down. Some of them may not have mortgage insurance where others would. Some of them are going to offer for you to be able to get a first and a second combination if they've got you know a, an equity line or an equity loan available to piggyback together those two, two mortgages. So every investor that offers a physician's loan is doing it to their own underwriting guidelines. So those are what we consider a jumbo. Uh, all jumbo loans are portfolio products. They are not Fannie Mae. They are not Freddie Mac. They are not Govy loans. They are not following basic guidelines that are set forth to us by these big institutions for conforming loan sizes and such. It is all portfolio lending. So for example, Union Bank, uh, they've got their own money and they can choose whatever guidelines that they want to put on the money that they choose to lend. Wells Fargo has their own money. Chase has their own money. Penny Mac has their own money. So depending on the lender that you go to and the physician's product that they would provide to you will determine what those guidelines are and how it would work. So if that is a program that you are looking for, get on Google. Google will find you a lender that offers a physician's program and you can certainly start making some phone calls and asking those questions. So I do hope that that helped. Uh, Mark also says, if I am buying a second home as an investment, how will they take into account the debt to income if I am renting a room in my primary? So Mark, I'm going to need you to actually um, just get a little bit more detailed in that question because what I can't quite get from your question was, do you own a home today, but you have a tenant in one of the rooms, so you're collecting rent from you know somebody living in one of your bedrooms, uh, or are you living in the bedroom paying rent, you don't, or you... So just kind of explain me a little bit more about your personal situation, where you live today, so that I can answer that question better for you. Now, if you're buying a second home and you're putting a minimum down payment of 10% because you're saying that this will be your second vacation home, then you will not, we will not be able to use rental income to offset the debt for the property that you are buying. You're saying, I'm buying this as a vacation property. I plan to utilize it for myself. So we are going to hit you for that debt and we are going to hit you for the debt of where you live today and you will have to be able to qualify for both loans 100% with your income, with no rental income being associated. So um, maybe that answers your question and you don't need to go back and talk about, you know, what's happening where you live today. But uh, I, I hope, you know, hopefully I brought you to the right place. So Mikey, go ahead and scroll down a little bit further. I don't know if we're out of questions or if there are more. I want to make sure that I get to everybody. I promised that. All right, perfect. So um, Mark actually says, I am living in the house and have a tenant in the second room. Okay, so Mark, great question. Um, so when you actually have somebody that is living in a bedroom, that we cannot utilize any rental income that you are receiving from the rents coming off of that bedroom in most circumstances. There are some first-time buyer programs out there Um that will allow, so not actually first-time buyer programs, they're uh, conventional loans and, yes, I'm sorry, first-time buyer programs, yes, so I'm gonna go back. There are first-time buyer programs out there that will allow us to use what they call is border income. Border income is somebody living in one of the rooms. So when you go to buy a property, if you qualify income-wise 
for this uh, low to mod- moderate income first-time buyer program, they would take into account some border income in helping you qualify. Now, that said, a normal loan, once, once you are past that piece, you own the property, you're no longer a first-time buyer, I am not personally aware of any programs or products that will allow the use of border income to help your debts or your debt to income ratio. So in that situation, even if you have a tenant in that bedroom, we're going to still have to hit you for your total mortgage payment, taxes, insurance, everything on the home that you own today. And if you are trying to buy the next property as a second home with a minimum of 10% down, then you will have to also qualify for that complete payment. Now, if you have 20% down to buy it as an investment property, then we would be able to utilize rental income for the property that you are buying to help offset your debt to income ratio. So I hope I answered that question for you. And it looks like those are all of the questions that I got today, which couldn't have worked out any better. We're right at our one hour mark, which is what we need for radio. Guys, if you're out there and you're listening, you want to be part of the show, you want to be able to ask your questions, uh, you've got to make sure that you join us live, either YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, and we will soon be doing it on TikTok as well. So find me, find, you know, whatever it is, your platform that's your favorite, follow along and, you know, know when we go live, you want a text message to remind you, text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D. And the number four. Remember, same phone number to call me. Go to mortgagemomradio.com and book that phone consultation. If you are in a situation today where you have to go find a new rental and you know that's coming up, you know, within the next six months or so, do me a favor, do the research, figure out where you'd need to rent, what is that going to cost you per month, and do yourself a favor. Call us and find out. Is buying a home possible for you? Because that might be the very best direction for you to go. Anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. My dad's signing off. He says goodbye. Mark Torres says, thank you very much and very insightful. You're very welcome, Mark. And I just want to keep bringing you guys everything that you need to know. We want to be your resource and we want to give it to you the right way. So we'll see you next week. We'll be back then and talk to you guys all real soon. Bye-bye. Debbie Marku is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom.